So, uh, uh, hi, it's Graham here. Sorry to interrupt your podcast listening like this, but uh, I wondered if you could do us a little favour. I haven't told Carol I'm going to do this, and frankly, I'm not sure she's going to find out. Let's maybe keep it that way, shall we? Uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she won't hear that I've tacked this on to the beginning. But the European Security Blogger Awards, they're about to happen, and Smashing Security has been nominated in a couple of categories. Huzzah, huzzah! You can vote in the awards for your favourite security blogs and security podcasts, hint, hint, but you've only got a few days before the voting closes. So do it today. Do it now. Hit pause. Oh, not before I've told you the URL. It's smashingsecurity.com slash vote. That will redirect you through magic to the voting form. And, well, hey, made the best podcast co-hosted for the last six or so years by a Brit and a Canadian win. Um, yeah, over to you. Smashingsecurity.com slash vote. Thank you very much. We love you all, uh, at least the people who vote for us. Uh, but for now, back to your normal service. And uh, sorry about this interruption. And at no point during the setup of the camera does the software throw up any kind of alert that says, oh, by the way, we're going to be sharing your exact location <laughs> with everybody. <laughs> Along with footage of everywhere you go, inside your garage, your kid's school, the porn shop you frequent, the medical clinic where you get your antibiotics, the address of your secret lover, and so on. Smashing Security, Episode 97, Dash Camp Surveillance, Robo Call Plague, and Zohoho, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security episode 97. My name is Graham Cluley. I'm Carol Terrio. Hi, Carol. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. In the deep, dark England, it's very, uh, it's cold and windy today. Oh, mm. pl- oh bless you. Yeah, well, I, I'm, in, I'm in Seville in Spain, where it's just a, a mere 38 ooh la la, degrees or Celsius. <laughs> yes, no, ooh, ooh la la, yes, indeed. <laughs> And I think we may have heard a little murmur in there from our special guest today. Mm. It's another David. Not just a guest. A colleague now. A colleague? (laughs) What do you mean? Hey, buddy. Hey. (laughs) Hey, sweetie baby pussycat. What? How are you? David Bittner. Star of the Cyberwire, the Daily and Hacking Humans. And uh, I'm now doing some correspondence for them. Oh. Yes, we opened a UK bureau. Yeah. (laughs) Headed oh, up by yours, Carol. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh. That is correct. I, I, uh, yeah. How long has this been going on between you two? Uh, you know, Jealous. a while. It's nice of you to introduce us, Graham. <laughs> so, you've got more than one podcast now, Carol. You're, you're, you're tightening yourself over out. on Dave's. Slutting out. As well. <laughs> Well, I hope this recording goes okay, because you are, I think you're like the fifth David we've had in a row. We've had David M., David Bisson, David McClelland. David Bisson blew up last week. Will I make it to the end of the episode? Yeah, because... I've checked the weather. There are no tornadoes or thunderstorms. Yeah. Florence had her way never with know. us last week. That, yeah, boy, did she. <laughs> and uh, and so, yes, I, I'm hoping, I, I've got a backup recording 
rolling here, so even if we get disconnected, I'll just keep going on my own, and you can splice it together later. <laughs> Such a darn professional. You see, Crow, there's a lot you could learn. I hope you I are learn learning every day with my new buddy. Oh, uh-huh. new buddy. My new Come bud, on. bud, David. What about, so what about your old yeah. bud, bud? What about your, your mate here? What about your old cocker? Right? Sponsors, <laughs> please. Meta Compliance, the security e-learning experts, make learning best practice engaging and fun. Through stories, realistic scenarios, the Meta Compliance guys provide animated e-learning and even games like phishing drills to test your knowledge. Plus, these guys get passwords, they get GDPR, they get security, and they've won awards for security awareness. Smashing Security listeners, you guys can get 10% off by visiting smashingsecurity.com slash metacompliance and entering the code SMASHING. That's smashingsecurity.com slash metacompliance. I want to know whether you chaps have ever heard of Zoho. Crow, have you ever heard of Zoho? No, is it like some weird version of Zorro? No, no, oh. neither is it this, the rather seedy part of London where the naughty ladies <laughs> take their clothes off. It's not seedy, it's not... <laughs> Zoho's great. Well, okay, it's all right these days, isn't it? But it had a reputation it back did. in the day. Zoho, they're perhaps not as well known as they should be, but they've got over 30 million users. They are an Indian um, company who provide... All manner of services. Okay, let, let me explain. So, you know Google Apps for Business, also known as G Suite, which gives you PowerPoint and Word documents and collaboration and email and all that kind of jazz. Well, you don't have to buy all of that from Google. You can go to a company like Zoho, who have all of that as well. They provide online email, presentation, software, word processing, spreadsheets, project management, invoicing, CRM. The list goes on and on mm-hmm. and on and on and on. And they're pretty big. Uh, they're no small fry. Yeah, well, they're servicing an entire country, if your country was Canada, 30 million people. Yeah, well, I I suppose so. You have that many people, do you? (laughs) How many? We're very, we're very big. (laughs) Yeah, so I've heard. Um, So so they have over 5,000 staff worldwide. They've been recognized by the likes of Forbes for being a big cheese. They're a pretty big deal. But this week, Zoho's main website, Zoho.com, went down. And you can imagine its users were not happy. (laughs) And when a website disappears from the internet, everyone panics. You know, has there been a breach? Has Zoho been hacked? Especially if this is the services you require for your day-to-day job, right? Oh, yeah. People Mm -hmm. were fuming. Yeah, this is your online docs and all your presentations and spreadsheets and... People couldn't access their email. They couldn't access their customer uh, databases. It's, you know, pretty darn big deal right now the reason why they went down was not because of a cybersecurity incident directly they had been taken down by their very own domain registrar the people who helped them set up <laughs> zoho.com in the first place a company called tierranet okay hmm. and oops t- yes oops indeed tierranet said that they had received repeated complaints that criminals were using zoho's email service and thus indirectly the Zoho.com domain, to send out phishing emails. Who would have thought criminals would do something so dastardly as that? So they they just said, oh, we're going to take it offline. We're not going to reach out and say, hey, guys, 
Because that never happens on Gmail. Yeah, never. Never happens on Gmail. No, 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 no. Every every criminal knows that they must not abuse Yahoo or Hotmail or Gmail. None of those free email services. No, exactly. They would never, never, ever do anything like that. They only ever Mm. use Zoho. Uh, But but yeah, you're right. You you wouldn't expect your domain registrar to take you down. Um, Normally, what happens is they contact the abuse department of the webmail company and say, "Look, we think you've got some." dodgy folks there who are up to no good can you zap their accounts but now the downtime obviously impacted small business owners around the world so when the website went down zoho obviously thought this is a bit of a problem our customers are our customers are revolting you know they're, they're causing yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. unhappy so they tried to reach out to tierra net so they contacted tierra net's tech support department and <laughs> go WTF, guys. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. And the tech support department said, well, you should have responded to our emails. We told you that there were phishing emails and spam being sent from your account. And they're like, well, well, well hang on a minute. They said, look, we're Zoho. Can we speak to your bosses, please? Because we have 30 million users here that are freaking out. Yes, we really mm-hmm. need to bring our website back. <laughs> and they refused to put them in touch with the bosses at TierraNet. Hmm. Um, so Zoho took matters into their own hands. The CEO of Zoho, a chap by the name of Sridhar Vembu. Right. Said beautifully, said, I'm said sure. beautifully. He tweeted out a message saying, can anyone on Twitter help us? We want to contact Tierra Net's executives, but their support department won't let us get through to them. And he included a screenshot of their names. So he basically sort of went to the About Us page. So these are the people we're trying to track down. You know, here are their photographs. If you've got any information, if you see them in a bar or something, mm-hmm. let them know. We really need to sort this out. Little doxing never and hurt so- anybody. <laughs> so Tierra Net's support department wouldn't listen to Zoho. And they were just telling them point blank. You know, send an email to the legal department. They're refusing to escalate oh, it to their supervisors. Oh, my lordy. This so, is a nightmare. How many complaints do you think TierraNet had made to Zoho about nasty stuff coming from their domain? How many do you think? Um, in order for them to take down the entire yes. operation? <laughs> 30 million users, yes. Okay, uh... It's going to have to be in the thousands, but it, it, you're probably <laughs> going to tell us it's in like the hundreds or something. It's, okay, actually, th- it's actually three phishing emails. <laughs> Shut three, up. There'd Shut be, up. There'd be three complaints <laughs> over the course of two three. months. <laughs> two of which two of which Zoho said it had addressed immediately, and another one was under investigation. And that was enough. To bring down the entire site and impact 30 million companies. Can you imagine if that had happened to Google or Outlook.com? Or can, can you even imagine the likes of Bill Gates or whoever runs Microsoft these days taking over his Twitter account saying, hey, we need a little bit of help here, guys. <laughs> We're trying to contact somebody. You know, it's, you it's know what? Sort of- I smell a rat. I smell oh, a you? rat. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal to take something off. 30 million strong <laughs> online business service site well, for three phishing, net, you know, three phishing complaints. TierraNet are claiming that it was an automated system. So it was actually a computer, which maybe mm. was programmed with an inappropriate algorithm, whereas a little <laughs> bit of human involvement 
may actually have said, you know what, maybe that's a little bit rash. But they didn't let them talk to anyone. (laughs) Well, yes. That wasn't a robot. No, that wasn't a robot, was it? That said F off, sorry, la 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 la, we can't hear you. (laughs) Well, everyone's learned a valuable lesson and had a good laugh. Well, we've had a good laugh, but uh, poor old Zoho's CEO, he was tweeting out really nerdy instructions for people as to how to change their DNS settings uh, on Android and Mac and Windows. Oh, and good for him, it, though. It was, well, good for him, yes, but what an embarrassing situation to be in. And uh, I suspect they're not going to use TierraNet yeah, I was just going to say, I have an idea for them. <laughs> Move on. Well, and but I mean, seriously, what an interesting lesson in the types of relationships you need to have with your third-party suppliers. Or what not to have, actually. Well, yeah. But this is a conversation, I suppose, on the one hand, it's not a conversation you imagined ever needing to have. No. But, uh, you know, the, your incident response plan should have gone through these possibilities. And I, I don't know, it just seems like a conversation that could have happened beforehand hey everybody what how are you handling phishing complaints yeah I, and i was thinking of how many how many milliseconds how many nanoseconds does it take google to to have three phishing complaints oh my goodness over their system yeah. Can you imagine yeah i mean <laughs> well he they, they have moved their domain to another registrar now and i believe they're using <laughs> dns services maybe from cloudflare which replicate more quickly mm. so they can come back better um, and and hopefully they'll be supported. But I, I kind of feel quite sorry for them uh, if if at least their telling of the story is accurate. Um, it, it's not the best advert for TierraNet, is it? I know, but it's, but it's quite a good one, I think, for uh, Zoho. If he's out there, you know, updating uh, you know manual DNS entries for specific devices. Yes, cool. but if it was your business which was down for twenty four hours because of this, I wonder how. Oh, it, yeah, drama, drama. You know, I mean, it's you, bad, you, but you know, he's going to recover. He's, it's not like he's given birth or anything. I think people do. People do recover from giving birth, Carol. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not as hard as that. It does. It takes about 25 years, I, <laughs> but you do eventually recover, mostly when they move mm. out, not of the womb, yeah, right. out of the house. <laughs> right, David, David, what's your story for us this week? Well, I have a question for both of you. Good. Do either of you make use of a dash cam? Nuh-uh. No, 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 no. I'm not Snapchatting myself as I'm driving down the road or anything like that. I mean, there are reasons to do it, though. I think you get lower insurance if you have one. But that's a big deal here in the UK. You can. Yeah. Um, I, I am in the process of exploring what car I'm going to buy next. And one of the things I'm definitely going to install is a dash cam. And, um, oh, why? Why, why? why do you want one? I'm just curious. Well, I think as traffic has gotten more congested around here, there's more very wacky, strange situations that I've witnessed. And mm. I think it'd be good to have um, a, a, a backup, a recording of, of what, what happens. If you're, in, if you're in an accident, a dash cam will, uh, okay. will show what happened. And so it's a small investment. Um, yeah. and, and, and that is exactly what uh, this gent named Tim Woodruff reached out to Graham and I mm. and a couple of other people on Twitter. Carol, I don't think you were on that list. No, no. Of people who got reached out to. No, it's okay. Mm. I, was, I had a holiday. It's fine. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. It is interesting. No <laughs> <clears throat> you, guys so anyway, my... you guys do all the hard lifting. Everyone knows that. 
me and my buddy Graham got reached out to by this gent named Tim Woodruff, uh, who had recently bought himself a Tesla Model X. Oh, that's right. that's the one with the the doors that that go up in the air. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he deserves everything he gets. If you want my opinion, that's a little <laughs> no. bit too flash. It is flash, isn't it? That's who does he think he is, well, Batman? I mean, what? A, jealous, know, jealous. Calm down, calm down. Maybe he is. I don't know. But Tim was in an accident with his oh. Model X. Oh. Someone hit him, oh. and he got the runaround from the insurance company. So afterwards, he decided he was going to install a dash cam after he got his Model X fixed. So he went back to the Tesla dealer and he asked if they had any recommendations, and they suggested the products from a company named Blackview, and View is spelled V-U-E. Okay. And one of the things that these dash cams bragged about is that they are cloud-ready, and that <laughs> sounds good, right? I mean, sounds so advanced and futuristic. Right. Exactly. The only thing better is if they were on the blockchain. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now, so Tim gets this dash cam, and he had worked in cybersecurity as a pen tester, so he's tuned into things like privacy settings on IoT devices like this dash cam. Mm. And what Tim discovered is that the default settings of this dash cam model shares your exact GPS location publicly on a map. Ooh, publicly. That, hmm. that anyone can view. That's no. the default. Yes. The default. You guys didn't right. tell me. I didn't get prepared for a but, depressing show. <laughs> but. Crow, no, that's really good news. That's exactly what you want. You want absolutely anyone in the world, you know, whether it be an assassin, Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You want everyone to My know exactly where, exactly where you are at all times. But it gets even better. Okay. And by better, I mean horrifyingly worse. <laughs> okay, I have my oh. head in my hands. <laughs> the Blackview camera also defaults to share the video footage from your front and rear facing cameras live on the internet in the clear publicly to anyone who wants to view it. <laughs> is this is this an error or is this well, like for, are they this this is what's called cloud-ready, Carol. This is <laughs> right, exactly. I'm such a geek. Right. I'm like, what did the agreement say? Did the agreement say it was going to do this? Did he sign this ah. away? Well, these are the default settings. And at no point during the setup of the camera does the software throw up any kind of alert that says, oh, by the way, we're going to be sharing your exact location. <laughs> with everybody. Along with footage of everywhere you go, inside your garage, your kid's school, the porn shop you frequent, the medical clinic where you get your antibiotics, the address of your secret lover, and so on. So it's fair to say that most users of these cameras had no idea that their location and live video footage was being shared in real time over the internet to anyone who wanted to view them. Now, Tim is a good guy. He is a, a model citizen. Is he? And he, well, by all accounts. Okay. Yes. So he reached out to Blackview uh, before going public. He, he reached out to Blackview, uh, gave them a week to respond. Right. And, uh, and they did not respond. So at that point, he reached out to me and Graham and some other Graham people. Graham and I. Carol. <laughs> no, no, not you, though, Carol. Not you. you can't, Carol, you yeah. can't say Graham and I. It was Graham and David. Just, That's right. Just to point out. <laughs> but, yeah. Not to rub Carol, it in. How, do you, how do you spell pedantic? <laughs> why, why, why are you both why are you ganging up on me, guys? Jeez. Fair weather. <laughs> so after a week or so of hearing nothing... Uh, he went public, and when he went public and reached out to people, that got their attention. Oh, 
as it so often does. And they responded only by saying their security teams are investigating the issue. It sounds like it's already been investigated, mate. It well, go on the cloud. <laughs> right, what's right. going on? So uh, we'll share a link to. Uh, can we look he made now a YouTube to see video. if it's still live? Can you check? Uh, can you check a feed? Can, mm, can we ch- I- can we find out the feed for the CEO of Blackview? They should just <laughs> that should just be live stream. I'd love to see the inside it. of his garage. <laughs> right, right. Or garage. That's right. Get a get a uh, a beer from the fridge. Um, <laughs> Now I'm curious. How do you do? You think that making this the default settings does this collide with GDPR? Well, <laughs> oh, that's an interesting yeah. point. I, I guess it does. Does it extend I mean, to your car, to your smart car? I would think so. It's your personal location, and why wouldn't it? So, David, are you getting one of these Blackview ones to put in your car? Uh, no, I'm probably going to go with a different brand. <laughs> Send me the link. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, this has dissuaded me. I will probably go with a different brand when the time comes. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how the folks at Blackview respond, if, if they have any meaningful response. But in the meantime, you can check out the video that Tim made. There's a link to it. He right. made a YouTube video demonstrating exactly how this works. Huh. And uh, it's a bit of an eye-opener. But it's so difficult, isn't it? Because you can buy one of these things and you've got no idea at the time of purchase whether it's going to be careless with your privacy. or uh, mm-hmm. You've really got to buy one of these things and hope that you have the pen test skills to find the vulnerability yourself or that some internet spod has already done it for you. Mm. Well, and isn't that su- what GDPR is supposed to help yeah. with? Now, David, are you going to say thank you, Tim, because he basically did all your work for you this week? Thank, yes, thank you, Tim, for basically doing all of my work for me this week. I yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Tim. Yeah, good and one. thanks for reaching out to me and Graham about this. <laughs> no, we I'm actually grateful it. he didn't reach out to me because I don't have to do sure. something about it. I just <laughs> want to send people sad faces right. and hearts and going, yay. No, you didn't want to go to prom anyway. <laughs> Baby. Carol, what have you got for us? Okay, I want you guys to imagine yourselves enjoying a perfect Sunday morning, okay? You're totally rested, family's off somewhere, <laughs> you've got the whole morning to yourself. Right. Now, Graham, you've got a huge breakfast in front of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you've got a chess game or three in progress. Oh, 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 David, you probably have a compilation of top show tunes 1985 on the shuffle. Oh, you know me so right? well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Yeah. And then this happens. Please call immediately on our department number 202-470-2565. My chess game is ruined. (laughs) My My musical theater soundtracks ruined. Robocalls are very annoying. And uh, those of you stateside would be right if you've noticed an uptick in the number of robocalls you've been receiving. Oh, yeah. According to recent stats from UMail, August apparently hit an all-time high of monthly robocalls. So guess how many? Guess how many robocalls were made in the month of... Is it like, I don't know, 10 million? 4.2 billion. Billion with a B? With a B. So How many people are there in America? How 324 many people million people apparently received these 4.2 billion calls. It's basically, I worked it out because I do the maths around here. <laughs> <Please>. 13 calls <laughs> per person, per month. 
So one every other day, more or less? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. You're joking. Really, David, is that what you get? That's a, yes, that is, that is what I get. Yes, God, that, is, God. that is about right. But, 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 and, but here's the thing. You, I, I don't answer the phone if it's not someone in, already in my directory. I am so glad you said that because we're going to address that in this, in this piece. Can't your right. government do something about this? I, I don't think I ever They're get... kind of busy right now. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I get one call like this every six months. No, I, I, mean, know, I agree. I, I don't get very many either. It doesn't seem to be a problem here in the, in the good old United Kingdom. No, we did have a problem, mm-hmm. though, on landlines for a while. Did you? But, yeah, but I don't really oh. pay attention to my landline anymore. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Oh, that's why you're not returning my That's calls, the only reason. <laughs> it's funny. She always calls me right back. Oh, you're so flippy floppy. <laughs> I've lost interest. You know what? Tier two. Oh, I see. Tier two. Um, ah... So there's been a steady increase in the number of robocalls since January 2018. Any guesses as to why do you think that might be? Hmm. Um, are the robocalls political in nature? Is it because they have these midterm elections coming up? That's my guess. No, because that wouldn't be steady. That would be like a, a very sharp climb. Oh, OK. It? Is it an increase in reality TV shows where you have to ring in to vote and they're trying to... <laughs> get you to trick you into no this is a terrible uh, I'm, I don't know Crow. surprise me it's because people like Dave Bittner don't answer <laughs> their phones anymore causing the dialers to place more calls in their efforts to get through Dave yes I'm the problem <laughs> well on that bombshell and that admission <laughs> blame Dave blame Dave blame yes. Dave Yep. No, there is a problem with this. I mean, if you think about it, what if, say I was being verbally assaulted by a very long-winded, boring person, <laughs> and I, I tried... My Sunday just got a little better. <laughs> and I tried to call you to save me, but my phone was dead, so I borrow said boring person's phone and surreptitiously right. call you, only for you to do what? Ignore the call. Mm-hmm. That sucks, man. What kind of friend are you? Well, leave a message. That's the thing. If it's someone who I want to talk to, they will leave a message. I will listen yeah. to that message, and then I will call them right back. But I'm not going to answer right away. Oh, maybe that's my problem. Yeah, see, I don't like, I don't like listening to phone messages at all. Personal I preference. have a thing on my landline. <laughs> I don't have this on my smartphone. But I have this thing on my landline where it actually sends me an email with the transcript of the voicemail, and the voicemail is attached yes. as an MP3. That's I very do that cool. As well. I would, that's yeah. much cooler than listening. So I to never, a li- I rarely listen to the actual messages, but I, I'm much happier reading them. I have mine set up with Google Voice, and it, in fact, my landline doesn't even. We don't have that outside the US. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. But um, <laughs> my uh, my landline phone doesn't even ring in my house anymore because we don't use it for anything other than legacy. I think mine does ring, but I've turned all the ringers off because they bugged me. (laughs) (laughs) I digress. No, we all digress. Okay, so I wanted to look into what's legal with robocalls and what's illegal. Sadly, the rules are a little bit unclear. So if I understand them all correctly, mobile calls from political campaigns or debt collectors and charities were not allowed without prior consent. This was an Obama-era rule. However, earlier this year, a U.S. federal appeals court overturned some of this ruling. (laughs) Of course they did. Stating that the law was too broad. The judge cited that 
the law could be applied to an innocent individual like me, for instance, inviting a new friend or an ex-new friend, Aka Dave Bittner, <laughs> to a party without his prior consent saying, yes, do email me, I would be in breach of this law the way it was written. So... All this to say that the rules, it seems, that controlled robocalls have been a bit laxed. Sorry, that's a terrible comparison to make, which that yes, judge has well, made, comparing a communication with one which might be organisational. That's a bit like spam, isn't it? It's like there, there are rules in place for if a business sends you an email and they don't have permission, and that can be spam. But if you make a personal communication, then it's like, well, that's all right. It may have been in the wording that was selected in the law that left this loophole and meant that his hands mm. were tied in this situation. Now, Kinky. it is, is it, now the question here is, is it ironic that our beloved FCC chairman and net neutrality slayer, Ajit Pai, praised this decision, right? This, this appeals decision. Bless him. When just a few months earlier, he said combating unlawful robocalls and malicious caller ID spoofing was his top consumer protection priority. Hmm. Maybe it's not because he's chosen his words really carefully there. You see, he says he's focused on un unlawful robocalls. And of course, if the law is hazy... Oh, the crafty bugger. What can he do about that problem? He's totally blameless, right? Of course. Either he's been really sneaky, Carol, or you're being really paranoid. <laughs> or sarcastic. <laughs> uh, now, there must be then good news regarding the spammy, uh, illegal, malicious robocalls and ID spoofing, right? Because that's what he said was his real focus. And sadly, that ain't looking rosy either. First, Orion uh, put out some new research that predicted that nearly half, 50% of all U.S. mobile traffic will be scam calls by 2019. Now... God knows what the big robo-scams will be next year in 2019, but currently the most popular robo-scam... Can you tell me what it is, David, actually, being US-based? Mm. Based uh, on your, the robo-calls you get every other day? Unless you're lying. Well, I, yeah, I would, I would say that uh, it's law enforcement calls. You, you, uh, this is Sheriff So-and-So from such-and-such such a place... We have a warrant out for your arrest. Oh. Please return our call. Dave. That's, that may not Dave, be a robocall. I, I, I don't um. think... I hope you're not ignoring those, Dave. That, I don't I think am. those are robocalls. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody's knocking at my door. I better, I'll be right back. Yeah. So apparently the most popular by far is the 0% interest rate scams involving hmm. problems with a credit card you probably don't own or, you know, forgiving one student debt or something like that. Hmm. And another hot scam technique that is being used is the local presence dialing. That's what it was called. It's a term I learned just today. This is where a number effectively pretends to be from a local number, but I've seen this tactic before. So basically, people are four times more likely to pick up a call if it's a local one, as opposed to a you know, 0800 number or a uh, distance call. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. that, the, yeah, that certainly seems true, yeah. I'd so there's like real incentive for robo-scammers to kind of invest in this. And I was looking at sites that basically say, isn't this cool? You'll get so much more hits on your robo-dialing if you just use this local presence service. Mm, cool. Mm. Um, so here's what you can do, right? None of this is perfect. Yes. There's yes. no uh, silver bullets here. Subscribe to the Do Not Call Registry. Right? This may stop robocalls before they begin. If you are in the registry, it's illegal for many robocallers to call you. However, this mm -hmm. doesn't help 
uh, block robocallers that don't care or are outside the jurisdiction. Now, you can block unknown or frequent callers, right? So, Graham, you said we haven't talked in a while. What I've done <laughs> is you can block specific people on your actual device, right? So then they just don't get through. Right. There are apps out there. Now, I haven't used any of these personally, but uh, three that I came across that kept cropping up were Haya, Umail, and First Orion. They all provide services to help control unwanted calls. File a complaint to your state rep, right? These are the people. They need evidence. They need their jurisdiction to say, we really support trying to tackle this problem Mm. Um, and hang up, right? Don't give away any information, especially if it's a recording, Mm. right? Because a lot of scammers are just trying to trick you into finding out that you are a live target, right? So if they don't know, if they don't hear anything, so when people are going to now pick up phones, not say anything, (laughs) wait, (laughs) it's going to be so, phone calls are going to change completely. And yes, remember to listen to your message. So if I ever call you about someone boring, Graham, (laughs) someone will pick up. Yay! I'll pick up Thanks, for you, Crow. Couple of thoughts about this. I, I I actually know someone who is an attorney who, for a while, was making several hundred dollars a month off of people robocalling him because he kept a log next to his phone. He would say, "Who is this?" and and he'd keep a log who it was from, mm-hmm. and he would say, "Please don't call me again." And if they called him again, he would log that, and then he would send them a letter that said. You have violated this rule. The, the, the fee is, the fine is $600. I will take you to small claims court. Huh. And if you think that that is worth your time more than you sending me, and I think $600 was the number. I can't remember exactly why. But now to me, I, you know, what are you going to spend your time doing really? This is a, <laughs> it's a hobby. It takes a certain personality that, yeah, David, doesn't it? Does. it? I mean, I, and I'm this person had that. said this was a friend of uh, yours. Acquaint- acquaintance I, uh, is probably a better acquaintance. Okay. word. Yeah, yeah. The other thing I heard was that there's some, I saw this in the past week or so on Twitter, that uh, there's some way you can use the do not disturb settings on an iOS device to automatically have it toss away any calls that come in from people who aren't on your address book. So, no, really? yeah, so if you, you won't even ring. It'll just but send it, either send it to voicemail. Say, say yeah. uh, Mrs. Cluley is stuck on it by a roadside, right? And her phone's dead mm-hmm. and she has to call. You know, Graham's not getting out of the bath because well, he doesn't hear it. She can still text. It doesn't block <laughs> texts from coming through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just call me back, please. Yeah. <laughs> splish, splash. There I am with my rubber ducky. Rubber having ducky, fun. You're the one. You know, here's another little bit of uh, not completely unrelated information. My 11-year-old recently asked me, he said, Dad, why, when you finish a phone call, do you say you're going to hang up? Uh, Think about it. Kids yeah. don't know. They don't, they don't know that that's what you used to do was hang the handset on the wall. Oh, <laughs> you see, I'm too old. I'm in your camp. I didn't even understand that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's never seen anyone do that. Right. He's never right. realized we hung him like coats. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's very interesting. It's it the perfect time to go to our wonderful sponsors. Hey, Clue. Hey, Crow. Did you listen to my uh, little bit about Meta Compliance and their e-learning? Oh, yeah. I heard that earlier in the show. Yeah, nice Did one. you? Yeah. Okay. Well, have you signed up yet? Well, no. I've been doing the podcast, Crow. I haven't had time to sign up for it, have I? Well... 
Women know how to multitask. Surely you can get a move on and sign up. We get 10% off. Just go to smashingsecurity.com. You should know that website. Slash meta compliance and enter the code smashing with a G. Smashingsecurity.com slash meta compliance. Enter the code smashing. Terrific. With a G. Cool. And welcome back. And you join us at our favorite time of the show. It's part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Or a sandwich. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever chosen a sandwich for all so far. But maybe oh, this week. The show's not over yet. Buckle up your seatbelts. <laughs> The important thing is the filling of the sandwich should not be security-related necessarily. (laughs) It can be. Definitely not be. It can be, but it shouldn't be. Now, my pick of the week is... uh It's a little, tiny little thing. It's only two and a half inches long. Oh, do we have to talk about um, that? I I like to... (laughs) It's a little micro one. I I like to keep it close to me. It's my Leatherman Micra. And this is my tiny little multi-tool. You have a multi-tool. <laughs> I have a multi You haven't even realised I've been carrying this around with me for what years, What have you used Crow. it for? I don't even think... I, if someone Cut. asked me, does Graham know how to use a screwdriver? I would be like, mm, maybe... Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? Yes, I've used the screwdriver. I most use, usually use the scissors to cut things. But there are other facilities. A bottle opener. Well, I don't really drink bottled drinks but anyway but so it goes so for anyone who doesn't understand it's a tiny tiny little multi-tool goes on your keychain it's got spring action scissors very good scissors a knife screwdriver bottle opener useful if you got to a sudden age where you find it hard to unpack items because they're all sort of wrapped up in that really tough plastic you need the leatherman micra um now Kroll, i've taken it on trips with us we've been through airports and i have I have taken the Micra onto planes with me, and I've not had it taken off me yet. All police officers, please be warned. (laughs) So you probably shouldn't take it on a plane with you, but I've done it multiple times without being stopped. And um, it's a handy little thing, and I keep it in my pocket. And uh, there you go. Handy little thing. And I thought, you know what? Is that how you get your thrills, putting us all at risk? I'm not putting you at risk. (laughs) I'm putting myself at risk that I might have to buy a new one if they chuck it in the bucket, if they spot it. But I will admit, I will admit to owning one of these myself. <gasps> wow! Thank you, mm-hmm. David. Why aren't we friends rather than you and Carol? What's, well, we were friends. Why? Uh, why? Why? We 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 like the whole show tunes mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's true. I just think, yeah, we both it's, have an affection yeah. for chess. My yours is the game. Mine is the musical. Why don't we segue yes. with a musical interlude? <laughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Da na 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 na. Yeah. What's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is a YouTube channel. This is called Tech Moan. Moan like M-O-A-N. Is there any other kind of moan? (laughs) That's a good good point, actually. I guess there isn't. Tech as in T-E-C-H. T-E-C-H, right. Moan as in (laughs) M-O-A-N. YouTube as in you followed by tube. (laughs) No, not you. (laughs) Y-O-U. Uh, all right. 
So this is a delightfully nerdy channel that reviews the best and the worst of new and old consumer technology. And what I find particularly fun is he takes nostalgic trips back to look at the things, the devices that we grew up with, things like Walkmans and boom boxes and oh, VCRs yeah. and... And he quite often ooh, takes them ooh. apart. He finds strange gadgets that have been long forgotten. Um, Telephones you have to actually hang exactly, up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he sprinkles in there handy tips and things. He's a he's a he's a delightful. Uh, he's a Brit, which of course I find oh, charming. Well. That's probably not a plus for you, but. <laughs> Uh, and it's great fun. And but also, he's uh, the, he ends some of his episodes with puppets. He's got puppets. Oh. And I love puppets. Who doesn't love puppets? I love a good puppet. Not in a fervent sort of way. Yeah. So he's got puppets. So check it out. It's called, there's a link here. It's Tech Moan. Lots of different content there. And it's something that I enjoy watching. Yeah. That is my pick of the week. Mm. Well, I kind of oh. feel like you've ripped me off because I have a YouTube channel too. Oh, how do you oh, spell for that? Sake. Uh, so my pick of the week is not security related. Good. And it comes from the Guild of Ambiance. It sounds like a religious cult of some kind. <laughs> it's not. These gu- well, I hope it's not. These guys build soundscapes that transport you into a new world. Um, totally not a cult. <laughs> And as a lot of us work from home, why not change it up a little, right? Definitely not a cult. Nothing about this sounds cult-like at all. It's such a cult. It's definitely a cult. Okay, I need you guys to do something for me, okay? Yeah. I need you guys to click on this link. Okay, but close your eyes when you click on it. Well, then how am I going to click on it? (laughs) (laughs) This is how it starts. This is... (laughs) Okay, trust me. How am I going to click on it if my eyes are closed? click on the link, then close your eyes and listen. And I want you to tell me where are you? Where do you think you are from the soundscape? I'm scared. I'm scared. Oh. Wow. All right. Well, this okay. is something. I'm underwater. Rumbling. Perhaps at sea. Is it the bottom of my stomach? <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's in my digestion system. I'm on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Um, oh, good oh, well, one, I see candles, David. A galleon. Yeah, you were on a pirate ship. Now, if you go to their full list, YouTube channel, um, you will see they do all kinds. They do like campfires or dungeons or a storm or near a waterfall or... What kind of dungeon? (laughs) Well, they're they're kind of spooky Halloween one, right? Uh, Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. Now, I think this is great fun. Okay, it just occurred this to me. This is great fun. It just occurred to me, maybe that means I need to get out a bit more if I'm trying to <laughs> make weird fantasy noises around that's, my office. That's only just mm-hmm. occurred to catch you. We do a podcast scroll. Of course we need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> episode 97. I haven't left, I mean, I haven't say, left the house since this first episode. You're not, you're not just doing this podcast. You're doing podcasts with yeah. Dave as well. <laughs> Anyone else need a podcast, get in touch. Mm-hmm. And when you do leave the house, don't forget to take your Leatherman Micro with you. <laughs> I don't need one of those. Oh, all right. My birthday soon. <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what happens. I, I've already, I've already, got, yes. I already know what I'm getting you. Right, pals. Anyway, maybe Leatherman could sponsor next week's show. That'd be good, wouldn't it? On that bombshell, I think we've just about wrapped it up. 
Um, we have to, Dave, if people want to hear more of your dulcet tones mm. and what you get up to, what's the best way that they can do that? Well, Graham, they can just go visit thecyberwire.com and they can find everything I do there. A home away from home. Yay. And you know who, you know what's really special? Carol is there now sometimes too. Oh, she is as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G. Twitter wouldn't allow us to have a G. And you can also, uh, it's a good idea to follow us on Twitter because you find out about special voucher codes and save money on our online store where you can grab T-shirts and stickers and mugs. All you have to do is go to smashinsecurity.com slash store. Thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, tell your friends. Yes, shout out to everyone who wrote a review last week. We got lots of them and they were lovely and they made me smile. So thank you to everyone. <laughs> and you can check out past episodes at smashingsecurity.com as well. Uh, until next time, cheerio. Bye bye. Bye bye. I should have asked them to review us on CyberWire instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like I really like CyberWire and Carol, and she's great. Yes, this new correspondent. Mm-hmm. Okay, now can you give us a show tune, Mister Dave? The corn is as high as an elephant's eye, and it looks like it's <laughs> climbing clear up to the sky. Everyone. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way. All right. Okay. I'm going to stop recording. Perfect. Perfect.